This is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful and how they impact modern society and culture. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Afternoon. Good morning. And evening to you. You said afternoon. I like that. Good afternoon to you, marketeers, and welcome to the Two Marketeers podcast. Yes, welcome. Welcome, Lindsay Wa. Welcome, Sean Patrick. How are you? Oh, the only way I could describe it was I have strategist brain right now. Like I'm. Why? What's happening? Where is strategist brain coming from? What's going we'll on? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You asked a more important question. What's happening? The Drum uh, just released their marketing awards for 2023. And I'm not usually a big fan, but I, I do love the Drum. I'm just not a fan of... Awards. Yeah. Uh, unless someone gives me one, then I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's a pretty impressive list, although I will say, you know, and the 500 winners of 2023 within 26 categories across 4,000 countries. And I'm just sort of like, what is up? Anyways, uh, I was really inspired. There's some really incredible stuff. But one in particular um, is, the, uh, is something that Coors Light did last year, right at the beginning of mm-hmm. summer. And it's called Chillboards. And uh, definitely a brand play, but definitely a social play. And I don't mean social media, I mean a cultural social play. And they de- did these things called chill boards. Um, I'd say it's a pilot, but they did this campaign. I believe it was in Florida. It was in the South uh, where it gets very hot, where the marginalized, where you know low-income housing um, and that sort of thing. A lot of the properties have flat black roofs. So... Mm. You know, think of the tenements or the apartment buildings. They're flat back black roofs. And what happens there is those black roofs actually make living conditions unbearable for the residents because of the heat, because of the climate. Um, So that's essentially the social problem. What they did is they created these things called chill boards where they put messaging, brand appropriate messaging, but also educational messaging about this problem And they painted it in white, strictly words, on the roofs. They even designed a font that had, I think they call it like 96% coverage, meaning it's such a bold font that using those letters covers 96 or 95% of the surface they appear on. And Hmm. in so doing, they reduce the heat factor significantly. Wow. What's really cool is when you're flying or hovering above them, not that I would hover, but who knows, you see the message. Mm. It won the chair award, I think they call it. They, they, you know, it's all in the submission. They do a great video, but they actually partnered with um, someone within the community who, or for the county, who is the chief heat officer. I did not know this was a title available. Because this is a problem. Isn't that interesting? So you can help people and sell more beer. Yeah, and do it totally aligned to your brand. So Coors Light, their brand slogan now or tagline is made to chill. Cool. What's happening with you, Lindsay? 
Well, I saw this morning that um, Kantar released their brands report. 2023 most valuable global brands. Okay. To confess, I did not dive into this at all, but I saw the headline of Apple, of course, on the top of global brands, uh, most valuable brand in the globe. Of course. But what I thought was interesting to us is that the top Canadian brand is RBC. Interesting. Yeah. Our banks. Yeah, banks. Oh, banks. Is the report based on like, it's it's a trend thing? Like it's like, this is what's, this is the hottest bank right now or they've done like a study over no, the year? No, it's year over them. year uh, most valuable brands to people globally. So they do 100 of them. I have, again, to confess, not gone through it in detail, but I just thought it was interesting that two of the top Canadian brands are banks. So, I mean, hot in the news right now is that we just completed the Canadian Open which is a big thing. And for the first time ever in its history, a Canadian one. Mm. And it is an RBC sponsored event. They are the main sponsors. Ah. Canadians went nuts. And I'm now wondering if Canadian Open is golf or tennis or whatever. No idea. Anywho. Golf. Wow. Good for them. So let's just jump right into today's topic. Yes. I am worked. I've been worked up for six months about this topic. So Sean and I are having a celebratory birthday coffee on Sean's patio two days ago. And we're like, hey, what are you know, what are we going to talk about this week? Because we have a plan, like we always say, and then we never follow said plan. <laughs> so <laughs> I believe that's called a planning bias. I believe that's called a plan bias, but we'll we'll talk like, about that later. How much time do we waste? planning that let, maybe lot. let's not answer let's not answer that question so, okay we make a plan we throw it out the window I bring Sean a coffee on his birthday what are we going to talk about this week I'm like you know what speaking of drinking things as we're sitting here having a coffee I at some point would like to talk about the new latest and greatest <laughs> alcohol study <laughs> that came out Speaking about how we're not allowed to drink anymore. So in January of 2023, the latest alcohol study was released talking about how no amount of alcohol is safe for human beings to consume. And very sad, a very sad day <laughs> yeah. for some of us. Like we've just come off Christmas. We all just drank our face. We're vulnerable we're fat. Like, don't bring in a study like this at this time when we're already trying to get our lives together. So can we call the can we call the episode vulnerable and fat? I think it's a good one. Yes, we can. Okay. So Sean's like, well, what do you like? What's your beef with this study or whatever? So we're just started getting into it and talking about it. I'm like, well, since this study was released, there's actually been a lot of controversy around the methodology, the statistics that came out of it. But basically the media headlines from the study were like, new alcohol studies states that any consumption of alcohol is going to double your chances of getting cancer. Did it really say that? Like, did it attribute it to cancer? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's like specifically 
a variety of health issues, but the main issue they were calling it was like doubles, now doubles your risk of getting certain types of cancers. So people are like, oh my God, now if I have any sort of alcohol, it is going to double my risk of getting the C word, which everyone's already obviously terrified about. So these are the main headlines. So then amongst groups of friends, family members, this study is like all the chatter. And so people who- While you're drinking, have, while you're drinking together. Of course, like let's okay. just tone down the study, <laughs> right? Um, so it's an interesting topic because, you know, obviously people are trying to drink less coming out of the pandemic when people drank a lot and trying to reevaluate some of their habits as we come out of, you know, a very health um, aware time. And so I found that people who were drinking less were like, see, it's going to drink is going to kill you. And people who drank still drank were like, eh, is it really that bad? So as this study kind of unfolds over the next couple of months, there's a lot of things that come out about it around how the methodology could be flawed. The experts are still like TBD on if this information is actually true. And the biggest thing really being that I'm going to read what this says exactly, because I want to make sure that I don't mess it up. Sure. They said increases an already low chance of cancer by say point like alcohol related cancer being like a 0.5% chance. So in drinking, increasing your risk of cancer by a 0.5% chance. And now when you say doubles your risk of getting cancer by consuming alcohol, that would make that now like a 1% chance. So this is, does that, is that clear the way I said that? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's all relative. So if it's a minute, minute number doubling it, not to say that yeah. 1% is insignificant, but spinning it to basically make it sound catastrophic, yeah. death defying is your issue. Yeah. This is what has gotten me in a tizzy about this is that major headlines being what regular people, people out in society latch onto and kind of grab and run with as gospel without kind of digging further into the information and what those statistics and things actually mean. And I just, I have to pause there. You guys have to realize this isn't work for the, this is life, this life is of pleasure. a strategist. This is pleasure. So I want to make sure, because a lot of times we talk about, we worked on this project. Oh, I was working with a club. No, 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 no. This is Lindsay working on the project that is called Lindsay. <laughs> yes. Perhaps I need some new hobbies. That's true. <laughs> it can get in the way of practical thoughts sometimes and joy perhaps, perhaps. joy and joy yes. perhaps so i go back online today i'm like tell me the latest and greatest it's so funny because when i say alcohol study recommends not drinking but it's like whatever i'm googling it's like 2014 there was a study that said that 2018 there was a study that said that yeah in 2019 there's a study that says you should drink this amount of red wine then 2020 it says alcohol consumption i loved red wine year right exactly. eat more cheese and counter it with red wine best year of my life right totally <laughs> healthy fats and the antioxidants isn't it Sure. So all to say the latest and greatest on this topic is that experts are still on the fence 
<laughs> and since then, other experts have now been digging into this and they're still not sure <laughs> what the recommendation is. So this is why I brought this topic up to Sean because data is a lot of our job to uncover and bring forward in discovery. And so I'm like, let's talk about data and how people use it because this specific example is infuriating and so interesting to me. Yeah, it's another, it's another whole life I got drawn into. Um, sorry, not I, sorry? No, don't be sorry. Lindsay just drags me down. I hope you all realize that. But she makes <laughs> me better at what I do. It just hurts. Where I've come out is it's all about biases. And where you and I have been obsessing a bit about identifying biases, breaking those biases. So I did the same thing, Googled biases in strategy, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, there's, I was like, oh, there's, here's, what are the seven biases? What are the five biases? What are the three biases? I listened to a podcast where a guy said there were over a hundred biases and I've shortlisted it to 30 for businesses. Um, and here's where I've come. There are a bajillion biases. It's a hot term. It's hot to us. Biases meaning, you know, cognitive biases, like we're predisposed to think certain ways, regardless of logic, regardless of what we might see, regardless of what we might find, we are predisposed to believing in certain things. And no matter how much research you do, you will encounter different kinds of biases, biases based on your personal experience, biases based on your beliefs, biases based on things that happened recently or things that happened in the past. And they, yeah. there's 40 names for each bias. You know what? Biases are inevitable. And no matter how many biases you find out about, it's not going to help you avoid them. Because you won't avoid bias. You just have to recognize them. until, mm -hmm. as Linda said many times, challenge them. Challenge your own. That's the first place to start. But I think that's interesting in relation to this topic around data and this study in that I am going to try and confirm my own position in that a glass of wine isn't going to kill me. So that's really interesting around bias because that's something that I enjoy and is a real part of my lifestyle in the same way that people who don't drink, I'm sure saw that study and were like, see, it's not good. So we're all yeah. trying to confirm what we believe to be true. And so I think it's in that pursuit of confirming or disproving what is true that you can find other avenues of information to say, was I right? Was I wrong? And be open to also being wrong and thinking differently. Exactly. And I think that like a true strategist, you went searching, right? Validate, understand there are biases and formulate a practice or process that allows you to identify wherever possible, but it's just through iteration, challenging and discussion iteration, challenging discussion, just like we talked about with the brainstorms. It's not about, ooh, ah, and then I'm going to prove why my idea is the best one is, do I know my idea is the best one? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm being a bit biased. Mm -hmm. That's all, it's the only event that has to happen. Yeah. It's interesting as you become more a more experienced strategist because a lot of the puzzle pieces you've put together in the past start to continue to come together over time. And when you're a newer strategist, yes. 
you're starting with a lot less puzzle pieces, but as you've been doing this for 17 years, which is what I've been doing and however long you've been doing it as well, Sean, your, your intuition comes in a lot earlier. So I find in the beginning yes. of projects, I'm like, I kind of already know where this is going to go, but mm -hmm. I still need those four weeks of discovery to validate and or change my way of thinking based on actual research and things like that. But a quote also that I saw yesterday was, don't believe everything you think. And it's <laughs> like, your brain can be a faulty advisor to you. And I was like, so that comes down to yes. like anxiety, mental health, depression. Exactly. Um, like, I can't go to the gym. I can't lift that heavy weight. All these things. It's like, don't believe everything that you think because you are actually the one in charge of your thoughts. And I think research and statistics and diving deeper into certain topics are what help you think differently about how you think, which is bias, right? And that's where I think bias is, is the human condition. If anyone says they're 100% unbiased about anything. Hilarious. They're, they're biased. <laughs> they're biased to biases. I think it's called omnibiased, but, um, all to bring it back for me is to say biases are important, right? Recognizing biases, especially when it comes to society and culture. But when it comes to marketing and 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 what I would say a more creative business, you're never gonna get the absolute information that will guide the right thing to do. It'll be what's good enough, what sparks a brilliant idea. That's what strategy does. Yeah, I think it's that, well, in in your own bias and recognizing it, and this is for strategy people, but this is also just for people in the world, in a very polarized yes. world, in that I think it's really important to do more digging and understand the root of the information when you don't agree, which was the alcohol study for me. I was like, no way, I'm going to find out there's a flaw and make it fine. Um, and I think it's even more important to do it when you agree. Yes. To do the research, to further understand the situation. Cause you can't just run with a headline and agree. I think it's even more your responsibility to understand further depths of that information. Sadly, it's that spin, right? It's that famous spin mm -hmm. data is all relative. Yes, you have a bias to it. Yeah, but your process is, okay, I question this. So I'm going to go and do a little research. Yeah. And if it doesn't change my thinking, I'm going to go back and say, not even close. This report didn't do what it was supposed to do. Yeah. It's just creating fear and hoping that people stop doing one of the 5,000 things we do bad for ourselves every day. Yeah. And when they say, don't believe everything you hear, Let's layer into it. Don't believe everything you think. Give it a bit of time. Yeah. It's your responsibility to do that. That's it, folks. I feel better now. Next time on your birthday, I'm bringing over a bottle of wine and not coffee. And it doesn't matter if it's 10 in the morning. Show me a study <laughs> how that's bad for me. Prove it. I'll print okay. it out. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Sean. Great chat. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful bias-filled day, marketeers. Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. 
Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share. This podcast is over.